Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and, yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere, and I'm Inez Simpson, your host, and with me is my co-host, Martin Gover. Say hello, Martin. Sorry, I'm very busy. I'm very busy doing important (laughs) things. Anyway, we're having another great show today, and you know this show is totally about awareness, and awareness of what hypnosis is for you every day, and we go through this every little introduction at the beginning. So anyway, today there's going to be a lot of awareness making. Mm-hmm. And we have with us today a guy called Jason Lynette, and he is not, besides being a pretty damn good hypnotist, a well-rounded hypnotist, he also has his own podcast. And Martin, what is that called? Podcast. It's a test. No, the name of that. Work smart hypnosis. It's because she's forgotten. Folks. No, I it isn't. It I have her. trouble saying it. I get, my mouth always gets all worked into little knots. Okay, so today... We talk about awareness, so uh, I'm stealing a minute here from Jason, but, you know, I want you to understand about awareness, because one of the topics that Jason's going to do is talking about how to get ready for change, how to be ready for change, and I noticed I had a couple of clients in last week, and, well, I usually have more than that, but you know how it goes. Anyway, (laughs) these two people I noticed it especially was, as we were having a conversation, they had come in for one thing, and then all these other things came out of what they'd had, chronic pain, they'd been that. Goes on, the list goes on. And no one had ever thought of having anything change about that. They'd had chronic pain for maybe 30 years, but they had been told to live with it or you have to live with it. And the, yeah, and it became an identity for the subconscious because the subconscious said, Oh, I got to live with that. That's part of me. I better use that. So, and then when we talked about that kind of stuff, they just, when the light bulb goes on, it's saying, No, you got a choice in this matter. You have something you can do about it. Anyway, so we're going to give it over to Jason Lynette and we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. But first, Jason, I'd like to do a little regression with you. I'd like you to go back in time now to when you first decided to be a hypnotist and tell the people exactly your little background, a little bit of background, because we know all things about you, but we don't know those little things. So just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into the change aspects. Sure, absolutely, and fantastic to be here. I shared that my introduction to hypnosis is perhaps like many people out there that we didn't first get that interaction because of you know, personal change process, that perhaps it was one of those stage hypnosis programs where someone invites people up from the audience and they get them to do funny things. Well, the way that I interacted with mine is a little unique because the common concern with that type of program is, oh, these people might be playing along. This has all been set up, which it's not. And here I was, it was my first week at college, and they had invited the stage hypnotist to come out and do this program. And by luck, as luck would have it, he invited several of my friends up there. Several of my friends at the time were actually acting majors, which um, some of the friends don't like that I tell the story this way, but I think it drives the point home because this became an interesting performance because part of the audience is now kind of checking out going, oh, those are all actors. This is fake. And I'm watching this and I know these people. They're my friends. And truthfully, they weren't that great of actors at the time, uh, and they were <laughs> as genuine as they could possibly be. And I'm going, oh, wow, this is real. i got to learn more. 
So that <laughs> sort of led this amazing path of self-study, as many books, as many videos as I could, launching actually originally into an entertainment stage hypnosis career first, then going around to the more one-to-one change side of things and working with people as a hypnotist and helping to produce change in terms of getting rid of fears, changing habits and behaviors. And one of my favorite aspects is all of this is that where we often start is not often where we end up or even where we predict, which is a key theme here to share that in recent years, becoming someone that now touring the world and doing a number of trainings, having the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast that's been downloaded more than 200,000 times around the world, and the opportunity that the world has become a whole lot smaller. And as you're doing here, sh- sharing the awareness of the power of this work, the outstanding changes, and still to this day doing a number of those presentations, though more times these days in terms of motivating a personal change working within a business in terms of not just getting motivated, but staying motivated, and how do they get that team working together in much more cohesive ways. So it's been an interesting journey of just the curiosity at the beginning to now what's been a full-time career for about a dozen years at this point. Yes. Is that all, Jason? I mean, in a dozen years, you've done an awful lot. And that's great because I know I've been doing this now since, what's, 1999, which is not that much longer. Um, but, boy, motivation is a big thing. <laughs> it is. And I always bring about the theme of just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it the rest of your life. So I was working in another career at one point, and the hypnosis was the part-time job which, um, you know, running your own business, being the entrepreneur, I think nowadays there's no better safety than being your own business owner. And here is this easy decision point of going, wow, here's this part of my life where I'm in full control over what I get to do and where I go in my own time. And here's this other career that was requiring about, at times, 60, 70 hours a week for very little pay. And it was a very easy transition at that point. (laughs) Yeah, we had the same thinking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh, how about then since we now know a little bit about you let's get right into that first topic of of the change work yeah the and I share the the mindset behind what i'd love to mention here is that we'd often look at hypnosis as being this odd little small thing off to the corner that we're not yet quite aware of yet one of the more popular definitions credit goes back to a man by the name of dave ellman that it's that bypassing of those critical faculties of the mind. It's that automatic response at times in spite of those things that we're already aware of. And many of us who do this style of work would point out the framework that oftentimes it's not that we're necessarily hypnotizing our client to produce change. It's often that we're helping to de-hypnotize away all the stuff that's been standing in the way, holding that back which there's an amazing story of something that happened in my office. I'm located in Alexandria, Virginia, and I'm in my office one day, and here comes my 10 a.m. client followed by my 12 p.m. client. These two gentlemen, of course, don't know each other. They don't even cross paths the way that I schedule out my day. Yet it was this incredible experience that they both came in with the same goals, and they came in with the same story. Here comes the 10 a.m., and his story is, well, now that I'm retired, I'm really looking forward to losing weight. I'm going to have more time to exercise. I'm going to be able to cook for myself and prepare things in a healthier way. Now that I'm retired, this is going to be so much easier. And that's his story coming in. Meanwhile, here comes the 12 p.m., 
and he walks in and the conversation begins. Well, now that I'm retired, it's going to be nearly impossible to lose weight. You know, I'm going to want to sit around at home. I'm going to want to, uh, you know, uh, go out with friends and have cookouts and all these more social things. I couldn't have picked a more difficult time to want to lose weight. And it took every bit of resistance to hold back from going, you know, it's funny, the guy who was in here earlier this morning. So there, there's stories of this so many times over the years of working with people that just that opening premise, that introduction into the issue, which I, I give an example that always stands out, which I'll generalize this for obvious purposes because it's a private client story. Yet as he walks in, part of the story is he, he's coming in to quit smoking. And his perspective is, well, I smoke because, and he fills in the blank of a specific issue that he's got medically going on, which I'm a big fan of the phrase, you cannot throw logic at an illogical statement for me to ask the question of, well, clearly everyone who's a smoker also has this condition, right? And he would know that's not logical, that's not true. And also clearly everybody with that medical condition is also a smoker, which again, he recognizes that. Yet from his model of the world, from his map of the universe, I smoke because of this. And the process really wasn't going to move forward until, I'll, I'll give you his paraphrase and I'll censor it for obvious purposes to keep things polite, as he phrased it now, quote, I've got enough fill-in-the-blank expletive uh, going on right now, I don't need to bother with these cigarettes anymore. So it introduces this incredible theme that so often the direction into the problem is often the direction out of the problem. That, again, it's not necessarily the habit, the behavior, it's the fear, it's that phrasing that we're putting around that issue that often holds us back, which here's a personal moment, 17 years old, where looking at uh, a bit of an illness that I was going through at the time, I had missed about half of my junior year of high school. Uh, the anecdote is the following year in that public school system, there was now a clause that if you missed 14 days of school, excused or not, you had to repeat the school year, and I found out my name was on that policy. So um, you're welcome, people in that county. So I bring that up because here's this moment where they explained why it is I had that situation going on. And perhaps it was the cynical 17-year-old brain. Perhaps this was all just you know, circumstance and coincidence, yet not buying into the premise, not believing in what they were saying. And it may have been, again, circumstance and coincidence, yet I felt completely better and all the symptoms went away within the next week. So there's this amazing value to this. I love to take negative-sounding words and put a more positive spin on them with a bit of a modifier to take that respectful cynicism at times where we catch ourselves. It's where so many situations of life, someone who has perhaps a big goal where uh, I'd love to write a book, but I'm so busy this year. The couple going, well, we'd love to have kids, but the timing's just not right. Moments where I'd love to start this business, and yet, it's that and yet that we often need to screen upon to realize that the same things standing in the way can suddenly now become that fuel, that ammunition, that drive, that potential to set this in motion. So it's to take that moment, and as we would often say within our hypnotic language, go into that higher up meta position, kind of chunk up and look down at that issue and observe what are those roadblocks, what are those self-limiting beliefs, what are those things that are often standing in our way, which the incredible thing is, this is often where we can begin to transcend the individual techniques, that yes, the techniques are effective, yes, many of the strategies that 
and as both you and I would use it within our sessions, are things that have been within the profession for so many years. Yet it becomes this amazing moment that we can take things that may not have been as effective before because the readiness wasn't there. So it all really comes down, in my opinion, to how is it we can begin to conversationally shift that entry point to take effective strategies and now make them even more effective. Mm-hmm. Very, it's very true. I, I, we were just talking about that. We were just about going to break in a moment. So I'm just going to quickly say this. I, I notice this in clients all the time, that they'll suddenly get the light bulb moment when they're telling you things. And that's when that's the great moment. Anyway, we'll continue this talk when we come back. And we're just going to go to break. See you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year and you can check my website at inessimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to hypnosis everywhere the simpson protocol 
To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and we're going to get back to Jason. So we're talking about a little bit about how your nar- your own narrative affects you. Narrative, dear. Narrative. Well, you know, I told you I have trouble with my mouth. Anyway, off to Jason. Save me, Jason, from my mouth. <laughs> That's okay. I'll pronounce a bunch of words funny, too, and we'll, we'll all be good. <laughs> okay, good. No, I was thinking about, we were chatting over the break there about, uh, you know, how hypnosis is often defined that people would often come into this process with their own expectations, their own ideas as to what it might be, which uh, for the most part, we're kind of finding ourselves in a beautiful renaissance right now that there's all sorts of great stories that are in the news, people out there getting wonderful media and, you know, just spreading the awareness and I know your business kind of follows a similar slant as mine, that a lot of the work that comes in is by way of referral, right? Yeah, it's yeah. true. So we, f- we find ourselves in this place where it's becoming more known, more understood, though what's interesting is that people often, I found, would get kind of hung up on the actual definitions of the process, you know, kind of reframing what the process actually is rather than what it isn't. And there's a beautiful framework that I bring about the history that we've only actually been calling this process hypnosis for a little less than 150 years. Before mm-hmm. that, you know, there's different segments of the history, and you can go all the way back to the ancient hunter-gatherers who were perhaps in a fasted state tracking an animal for several days and hunting the animal, bringing it back to the village and um, probably more adventurous ways than I'd be willing to do as I went to the grocery store this morning. Uh, (laughs) But that experience that they had to be getting into some sort of mental state. And as I work with clients, I work with a lot of people, of course, for resolving fears, changing habits, behaviors, building motivation. Though in the Washington, D.C. area, I've worked with many uh, celebrities. I've worked with sports people, which you can tell because I called them sports people. I don't follow any professional sports. Uh, and moments <laughs> where these people are already top performers in what they do. And the amazing discoveries at times, these people are already doing hypnosis in some form. They're often just calling it something else, whether it's guided visualization, whether it's getting in the zone, which I think what's often helpful is to start to understand how our community defines hypnosis. So to look at it as the most popular quote that most of us live by comes from a former stage entertainer who eventually transitioned over as doctors wanted him to teach them their methods. Uh, Dave Ellman, who his definition was, part of it was the bypassing of the critical faculties of the conscious mind and the acceptance of positive selective thinking in the conscious mind. In the subconscious mind, which that's a lot of technical jargon. And what does most of that mean? Well, if we look at this concept of bypassing critical awareness, take note, it's the bypassing, it's not the deletion. So in the hypnotic process, of course, the mind is active and alert the entire time. You'd hear everything. You remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. Rather than being a loss of control or loss of awareness, Very often, we're going into that work with a specific goal of taking back control of a part of life that may have not been under your control up until now, which, again, just that simple definition of bypassing that critical awareness, 
think about these normal everyday experiences that people would often find themselves in, which are normal everyday moments. You've been driving in a car, thinking of everything other than driving a car, and you still end up where you'd like to go. You can be watching a movie, and of course, you know everything up there, and that movie is fiction. It's all made up. They're wearing costumes, and they're pretending, and yet we still get swept up in that story. Although, put that same context, put that same framework on perhaps some of the issues that we would often recognize in our lives that we would like to make a change around. Here's this moment where someone knows that they want to change their eating behaviors. They want to exercise more. They want to get in better shape. They want to build better health. And yet perhaps there they are sitting on the sofa, watching TV, snacking on something, thinking, yeah, I ought to be doing this. Uh, Here's that moment where fears are an interesting component because so often we're in that little filter of our mind, whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety, playing that game of, I really shouldn't be feeling this way. I I often bring up the reference that statistically, we know that you're technically safer up in the airplane than you were driving to the airport. You know, and yet we feel perhaps that sense of fear up in the flight, but not while driving in the car towards the airport, which by the way, I don't bring this up when working with fear of flying clients, because I don't want to work on two issues that day and induce new fears. (laughs) So to look at it from that perspective, that from these perspectives, look at it as this way of going, well, congratulations, you're kind of already doing hypnosis. Let's show you how to do it better, is the better mindset here. So often perhaps like that superhero line from many of these superhero movies of using that power for good rather than against you know better purposes. So I've often found just simply by reframing what the hypnotic process really is, as opposed to what it isn't sets the stage and just normalizes it. Now, the process is not necessarily magic, yet elements of it are magical. Because I'd even bring in that there's this wonderful subjective experience of being hypnotized that for some people, it might be this kind of heaviness of relaxation, like they're sinking into a chair or something. For some people, it's almost this kind of light and floating, almost disconnected sensation, like they'd imagine doing a back float in water or kind of floating above their body. Metaphorically, of course. And third option, and I love this one, it's kind of a miraculous sensation, and and as perhaps some of your clients have recognized this feeling too, that it's this amazing feeling that sometimes they're just sitting in a chair and it feels like they're just listening to you, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So there's not one specific (laughs) hypnotized feeling. However, that's why I know you do this, I do this as well. We fold in moments of hypnotic phenomenon, moments that are kind of magical for the client in the process, which those are not just there for the client to go, okay, yes, I know now know I was hypnotized. Here's something really unique that normally doesn't happen, and yet something out of the ordinary is happening, and they're getting that conscious and subconscious validation. Yes, I'm actually hypnotized right now, rather than, well, I felt relaxed. I I guess something happened, which these are also for you and I, Inez, that we're looking at these strategies because that's helping us to verify where the person is in the process, what strategies are going to be the most effective, how to better customize for that individual. And I always bring about this story that this is like one of my first paying clients a couple of years, you know, many years ago. And going back to this experience of, you know, those moments when you're working with somebody and you just feel in sync with them, just everything is going right and everything is clicking and you're just thinking, this is great. We've got this change. Well, this was the guy at the end of the session who sat there and goes, yeah, I don't know if that worked. Like halfway through, my nose was itching. If I scratch my nose, does that pop me out of hypnosis? <laughs> so because of Frank, uh, I have to tell everybody now that you're allowed to scratch your nose while you're being hypnotized. 
Uh, you can cough, you can sneeze, you can adjust, yes. you know, yeah. go right ahead and I'll you to relax even further. So just simply debunking some of the myths and misconceptions that would be out there that in many ways to share with somebody, well, this is what the experience is like. You know, many of us who do presentations and lectures and demos too would bring about some of the benefits that, you know, they feel like they've slept for a good, uh, you know, couple of hours. They feel like they've mm -hmm. taken that good power nap that I, I often kind of playfully tease the people that I work with that we're about to begin the official session. We've talked about their goals. I've explained what hypnosis is. And maybe there's some theatrics to this moment just to bring in some humor. As I found, humor is massively important when it's appropriate because it just chips away at how real and how solid that issue used to be where suddenly I changed my tone to go, now I need to warn you in advance that there's two possible side effects of this hypnosis process today. And I, I, I know you paid in advance online. So if this is not acceptable, no worries. We can just stop right here. It's, it's all good. Um, the first side effect is that people tend to report you feel a little bit more relaxed and more confident the rest of this afternoon. And the second is that uh, people tend to report they sleep a little bit better tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and they usually start smiling and laughing at that. They're going, oh, yeah, I'll settle with that. And I keep the tone going playfully and go, yeah, deal with it. So to look at it all as this much more natural, normal experience, of all things to reference, uh, you know, hypnosis is a skill that is learned. And I come back to, of all people to reference here, the magician's pen and teller, who would often introduce the things they would do in their performances as, we're just a couple of guys who have learned how to do some really cool things. So it's where I know you do trainings, I do trainings, and to look at it in terms of, as I work with a client, I, I tell them over and over, it's my job to put myself out of a job as we work together. The goal is to find that appropriate moment to say, professionally speaking, I hope to never see you again. And that's a positive thing. Or we know how to work together. And if something needs further attention somewhere else in life, you know how to find me, which is yeah. all about building up that strength, that independence within the client rather than that dependence back upon us. Yes, that's what hypnotists do. We uh, empower people instead of get them to be um, connected to us. Right. And as somebody who often teaches the business side of things, too, it's that it's that balance between, and I say this with a smile, it's that balance between the best business model in the world and the worst business model in the world. Uh, <laughs> because many people, you know, rather than hook someone in and they become your client the rest of the life and there's job security, no. Uh, we are constantly finding that way to favorably, uh, I, I don't like the term of firing your clients or releasing them, uh, the moment of they graduate at a certain point. And now yeah. they don't need that anymore because we're training them, we're teaching them strategies along the way. And the better business model is that of raving fans rather than lifelong dependents. That's right. M m many referrals instead of the same client coming over and over. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, we're uh, going to break in about a minute. So want to wrap up this subject for us and then we'll be on, do on to the next one when we come back. Absolutely. So just a quick thought to kind of tie it all together. It's to realize that in many ways, these are things we do on our own practically every single day. And to look at the issue, the habit, the behavior, the sort of emotional trigger that you'd like to resolve, there are elements of that that are already hypnotic in nature. And the joke would often be if you don't know who said a quote, just say it was Albert Einstein. Um, but this actually was Albert Einstein, that no issue can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. 
So to try to logic our way out of an issue, that's where seeking out the services of a skilled hypnotist, helping to resolve that inner subconscious conflict, resolve it, rebuild it, move it into that future. Yeah, that's very interesting. It, but it's it is interesting how the the perception of clients are about they think if you know the scratching the nose thing is very interesting, because it's just as if they're going to break a spell. I keep telling them it's not a spell. You know, you go, <laughs> you can move, <laughs> you can do anything you like, you can talk to me if you like. <laughs> anyway, exactly. we're off in a few seconds here, and so far really enjoying the conversation, and we will see you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year and you can check my website at inezsimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere. And there's just one little thing I really love about hypnosis. It's when clients come in and they get the change they want very quickly and they say, well, gee, I think I just 
this I would have just done this on my own, which they did do it on their own because it's them that changed it. But it's just sort of a lovely thing, isn't it? That it's just as if it was it never was around because they've had it for twenty years and they managed to just walk away from it in an hour session or something, and they're very happy with that. But they think it was just it wasn't hypnosis, <laughs> but that's all good. Well, I think all right. I think at the core of that, there's a there's a thought process that many people go into a change, which there's benefit to this thinking. Yet I think the thinking might be some way flawed. That the number of times my phone rings and it's someone saying, "Yeah, I need to find better ways to deal with my fear of flying. I need to find better ways to uh, deal with my cravings for cigarettes." And the expectation, which in hypnotic language patterns, we refer to something as a presupposition, which is the assumption even before the assumption. And they're working from that assumption that this thing is still going to be a problem. This thing is still going to be some kind of issue. So a person coming in one time, again, the line of, I need to find better ways to deal with my fear of small spaces. And I'm listening to him and we're chatting and I go, well, what if we could just create that reality where this is just a non-issue? You know, this is just something that is, isn't requiring thought, you know, not to have to be in that elevator every single time running this. Um, I, yes, I have audio programs available for the general public, yet I'd always come back to the phrase of we don't want to build dependency upon a resource rather than the experience of I'm out in public and I feel uncomfortable. Oh, no, I need a dark room and a CD player for 45 minutes. Uh, (laughs) Instead, the goal is to establish that new normal, that new automatic response, which I forget if I've told you the story before. One of my favorite interactions ever, these moments where the client is kind of surprised at the quality of the change. And the the hinging point of the statement is that it's a unique measure of success when the result is nothing happening. Which is an odd statement, but it's best. Yeah, we're we're just suddenly this thing isn't there. What does that mean? Uh, I I was here and I felt comfortable. I was there in this moment and I felt normal. And here's a guy who came to me at one point, which the short story around this was there was an immediate need to get rid of a fear of small spaces, being in elevators. He's an event planner. And you've been to this area uh, before, Inez, that the Old Town Mm -hmm. Alexandria area, most of the hotels are like two or three stories tall. And being an event planner, no worries, doesn't have to bother with elevators. But suddenly he's got to go to a convention and organize an event where, you know, receptions on the ground floor, banquets on the 12th floor, hospitality suites, 38th floor, and just up and down all day. And I get this frantic voicemail from this guy that's saying, uh, we just worked together. He's now in Atlanta. And he's saying to me, Jason, I need you to call me right away. I don't know if this worked. And I make it a point. I, I... you know, sort of move around my day so I can call him back right away. And we get on the phone. He goes, I don't know what's going on. I was in the elevator and I was bored. What does that mean? (laughs) You were in the elevator and you were bored. Um, Congratulations. That's how the rest of us feel. (laughs) (laughs) Where, again, that new normal, where I, again, the, the, the mindset that it's an interesting measure of success when nothing's happening is the measurement of success. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got any more stories like that? Yeah, there's um, there's a phrase <laughs> that I love that, you know, the, the, the mindset that as we become more successful, as we become more productive, as we become wealthier, as we become all the things we'd often strive towards, as we become healthier and more fit and all these wonderful things, the expectation sometimes that our problems will go away, uh, which, uh, no, unfortunately they don't. The, the phrasing is often that is, and this is, 
you know, common thought that the more successful we become, I love the phrase that our problems become more interesting, you know, mm. where the best problems in life are the ones that we invent ourselves. Uh, here's a guy who I worked with who was very uncomfortable speaking in public and we're working together on this and he's doing great. He's now volunteering at work to get up and give presentations. And the whole reason, the whole motivation to get over this fear of public speaking was that there were several positions that were opening in this company and he wanted to become more visible. So he'd be the one in line for these promotions. And we work together. He's doing great. We wrap up our process. You know, thank you. Wish you the best. If you know anybody else who can benefit from this, feel free to give him my number. Everything starts with a you know, strategy session, a free consult we do by phone. And the phone rings like two years later. And, you know, I recognize the name and we're chatting a bit. And he goes, hey, Jason, I got a brand new problem. And I got to thank you for that, which I love that introduction to this issue. Because he explains to me now that because he got over that fear of public speaking, he's now been more visible at work. He got one of those promotions, and the new position has come with a rather significant, hefty pay raise. So, you know, the investment he made in himself in terms of resolving this issue has paid off exponentially. Yet, as he put it, well, I'm working in an interesting environment. I've never had to manage a team of people this big and this, uh, let's call it, disagreeable before. That he goes, I've got three teenage sons at home, and I've never had to use the phrase that, look, you don't have to like each other, you just have to work together. <laughs> he goes, and I keep having to say that at work, which he goes, somehow that's part of the environment in this industry. It's kind of a cutthroat environment. I'm just bringing the stress home, and it's keeping me up at night. I just want to be able to just cleanse that all out of me by the time I leave the office, which first things first thank you. This is a much better problem than the one I originally came to you for. And uh, I know this works for me. Let me use this for this process instead and worked with him and, you know, being able to build some better strategies, better focal points that resolving the stress, even while he was at work as well. And likewise, not having to take it home. But again, I love that story for the whole mindset that <laughs> I've got a brand new problem. And he was saying that with a big smile on his face. And again, some of the best problems in life are the ones that we invent ourselves. Well, it's always interesting because life moves on. But, you know, if you're using hypnosis a lot, I mean, I can look back to 20 years and say that was pre-hypnosis me or a formal hypnosis anyway. You know, I mean, because it's always mm -hmm. hypnosis. But and the changes continue and you keep getting better and, and better in different ways. And but there's always some little things that pop up that are always a new issue. And that's an interesting part because it's part of growth. Exactly. Well, it's that continuation. It's what we'd often refer to as that generative change where one of my favorite interactions ever was this woman came to me for session one was all about weight loss and she's coming in. And the original story was you know, I'm so busy at work. I'm this lawyer and I've got all these projects going on. We're trying to downsize our home. We're working with our son in terms of helping him get into college and all the applications. So she's got a lot going on. And at the same time, I've got to lose this last 30 or 40 pounds. And she walks in second session and she's not even making eye contact and just kind of, you know, giving me the cold shoulder with the body language, but the language is, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm down like six pounds and I'm not snacking at all. This is amazing. I have gotten so much work done this week. The productivity side effect has been amazing. Let's just let the weight loss thing ride on its own. Can we work on this productivity thing more? <laughs> Where I've come up with the catchphrase of residual trance effects. 
where they came in for one issue and suddenly here's something else that started to resolve itself, which I'd often say that there's a beautiful, almost, you know, sort of uh, contagious aspect of change that is one thing works itself free. Suddenly it's that part of the mind realizing, oh, yeah, I can do this thing, too. I can make this thing happen as well. Mm-hmm. And once they know the desire for change is there, I mean, the subconscious is pretty ready to give it. And once they're aware that they can actually set that in motion, it's where, yeah. you know, to look at it as what is that small win? What is that measurement of success that, you know, you and I as the practitioner of this work, it's our job to become that chameleon, to ask the right questions, which... Uh, understand I'll tell the story and most of it's a quote so it's not my judgment I'm working with this guy who comes in my office he's a two pack a day smoker and at that quantity you often have to ask when are you not smoking as opposed to when are you smoking and yes long term change is always the goal long term outcomes is always the target of this process yet I found amazing benefit of asking what's that story we're, we're scheduled again for the next appointment next week What's the story you want to be telling me the next time that you're here that's going to give you that instant gratification that, yes, this is working and you've got this? And he pauses and he sits upright. He's originally from England, his traces of an accent here. And he says, well, here's my evening ritual. I come home from work. I hit the pub on the corner with some friends. We have a couple of beers. We go outside, smoke some cigarettes, go inside, have a nightcap, I walk home, I live downtown Arlington, I go to sleep, and that's my routine every single day. And he very clearly tells me I have no interest in changing the drinking behavior. However, here's what I'd like to happen. I come home from work, have a few drinks with friends at the bar, we go outside, they smoke, I don't. It doesn't bother me. His language, it bothers the hell out of them. We go back inside, have the nightcap, go inside, go home. That's the evening which that's the experience he wanted to build. And we fed that story into part of the process because, again, respectful of his model of the world, which that's exactly how it played out, which the fun anecdote is now three of the friends in that group of people have also now come in as clients as well. So uh, change is contagious. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Group contagion. Which is important. Again, I love that story because it's where I had a police officer one time as a client that – suddenly was becoming nervous having to testify in court. And it's our third meeting, and he's on the other side of the issue, and he just comments, you never once brought up my smoking habit. And I responded, <laughs> neither did you. And, and on that it's, note, it's respectful Jason. Respectful of not telling them you have to do this, you have to do that. And it's where <laughs> a year later he calls up and goes, you know, I'm ready to change this. And he came back for something else and quit smoking yeah. as well. Perfect. And on that note, we're going to go to break, Jason, and I'll see you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. 
The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year and you can check my website at inezsimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back now for the last segment here, and I'm going to Jason, can we maybe now give some direction to very new hypnotists? That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially Which, business-wise. Yeah, there's an interesting thought that I'd share here that many people, if you look me up online, I'm often known for teaching you know, the business side of things. I do speaking in corporate markets in terms of motivating teams of people to become more effective. And the amazing thing is that the map, I've found that many people would often look at business and think, oh, I'm not good at that, and uh, I'm not comfortable with sales. And to realize that the same journey it often takes for someone to go from curious shopper to here's my credit card is an almost identical map from here I am inside of this challenge to now I am living inside of the solution. So it's all very journey-based in terms of how we navigate from one point to another. So to actually look at the ways that we would navigate throughout an appropriate uh, relationship that we could rewind part of my personal story back that it's 2003 and I'm in college and there's this girl named Michelle. And if I walked up to her and simply said, you and I are going to have children, that might not have gone so well. And we might not be (laughs) about to celebrate our 10th year of marriage. Uh, Knowing her sense of humor, it could have worked, uh, but I probably had better odds the way that it originally played out. So there's a natural scope to relationships, and the same mindset is what really applies to producing a personal change. 
what the same mindset is what applies to running a successful business that too many people are looking to, uh, let's say, politely close the deal of that relationship a little too soon, that you see too many people working in what's called a direct marketing approach of call this number to book your session or people in other markets, call this number to sell your house, which to always look at it from the point of view of where are they in that conversation? Where are they in that relationship? And it's too presumptive in that moment. I can put this into a hypnosis context for a brief moment that what I got my start doing was high school fundraiser programs. It was a comedy show that was also a motivational message, and it served as a fundraiser for the PTA, for some of the student groups. And a student comes up to me and says, you're not going to get me to volunteer for your show tonight. And I just smile politely and just go, have you ever seen one of these before? And he tells me no. And I respond, then how do you know you don't want to be up there? Tell you what, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to come out on stage and I'm going to talk about what hypnosis is. I'm going to do some interactive things for the audience, one of which involves holding your fingers up like this, the old thing that we call the finger magnets. When the fingers touch, they will. Uh, That's when I want you to make the decision. Sounds like a better way to make this judgment, right? And I'm not looking to be persuasive or anything here. I'm just kind of mapping out the experience the way it ought to play out. And of course, whose hand was the first one up in the air when I'm then calling for those volunteers. So put this into the context of running a business, which this is going to apply, whether you're within our community of an as an I and hypnotist around the world, or let's pull in some Harry Potter language, or perhaps the muggles out there, the (laughs) non-hypnotists, to look at it from where are you within that conversation? And if you direct within a business every aspect of the conversation under two very simple concepts, the first one is if every step further into making that decision is answering the question of how can I make that easier for you, then everything basically writes itself. We're not having to pull in fancy persuasive language. We're not having to use uh, you know, influential closing strategies. We're educating. We're guiding. And when it's appropriate for the person, that's when they take that next step forward. And along the way, consider what are those things that you're already aware of? What are those things that you are skilled at that you can actually begin to share? And the goal here is to go for some small wins with that potential person. So whether you're a hypnotist, whether you're in any form of business, what is some sort of small win that you can provide, which I completely share the reference to the amazing books by Dr. Robert Cialdini of Influence and the newer book, Persuasion. Uh, there are these amazing mental triggers that we're activating here, whether it's we're building authority, we're building credibility, we're showing that social proof. Really, at its core, it comes down to a much better way of running a business rather than ask, 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 ask. Hey, I've got this. Who wants to buy it? Instead, it's this give, 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 get model. So to look at it in terms of everything that you do, how do I cultivate a relationship that the amazing thing is I'm somebody who, in addition to doing the work as a hypnotist, in addition to the speaking and the writing and the products I've got out and the the podcast that I do, I go to a lot of marketing conventions just to see what's the trending thing. And people would expect that, oh, it's this feature on Facebook. It's this new thing of Snapchat. It's this new gadget. The number one trending thing these days is community to bring people into something, to welcome people into a community and share that knowledge. And if you're running your business from the mindset that whether you buy from me or not, 
whether you have me speak for your organization, whether you have me work with you for a personal change, whether you attend one of my classes or buy one of my products, as you interact with my information, whether you buy from me or not, I want to leave you a better person than you first interacted with me, which the side effect of doing that is you build an incredible business that sustains itself, scales up year after year, and the process really begins to write itself because it's the same formula of building a quality relationship. Give, 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 and then you're on the receiving end of what you get back. Yep. Sounds good to me. So, um, Jason, to do that very simply is could be very – people say, well, how do I do that? How do I accomplish that? Uh, for me, it was always going out and talking to people, educating, 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 even when I was just brand new. Um, so how how does that play out for you? We've got about another you, three minutes or so to tell them sure, all this good you hit, stuff. You hit the exact word there, which is to lead with education. So this is why I do the podcast that I do. This is why I put up videos online. This is why I go out to my local community, and I'm an active member of local business community, and I talk about the work that I do. This is where I put out products that give people the user experience and then the ones that see the value, they can go further along in that relationship. So what really at its core, if you want me to use the trade terminology here, it's what we would often refer to as content marketing, that you have Mm -hmm. within you a huge bank of knowledge. And some people would be a little cautious about this to go, well, if I give it away for free, no one's going to buy anything from me. And that's mostly my model. I put out a lot of information. I share a lot of knowledge and education. I'll find these opportunities, whether it's a local business group, or here's a company that does a lunch and learn, and just go there and speak about what I do. Lead with education, where my whole business model really at its core was represent what I'm passionate about professionally, and by accident, that builds a thriving business. I so think that's the not, way to go. I definitely yeah. do because that worked for both of us, I'm sure. <laughs> so the real advice is do not be afraid to go out there and share knowledge, share the awareness, share the information, and that's what drives people in. The, the people, as, oh, I, as okay. I interact with more and more people in hypnosis and business, those who provide the best educational resources that are okay. out there are also the ones that I are also I have to cut you off now, Jason. Business. Sorry. I have to cut you off because time is just a running here. And I just have to say, next week, the follow-up to you is the Elmans. We are talking to um, Dave, uh, Dave Elman's son, Larry Elman, and Cheryl Elman, who are carrying the torch for Elman Hypnosis. So that's what we're doing next week. And thanks, Jason. You know them very well, too. So I hope you get to listen in next week. And I thank you so much for doing the show today and giving us all this great insight. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure being here. Perfect. So I'm going to say goodbye for Hypnosis Everywhere. And uh, we'll see you next week with the Elmans. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 